0: Welcome to this podcast, made possible by Vision Australia Radio. Visit varadio.org, subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform. Hi and welcome to this week's edition of the Grand Final Footy Record. On Vision Australia Radio, I'm Gary Stevenson. And our first article for this week, footy bounces back big time. The 2022 season saw football back to its pulsating best with heart-stopping finishes, record membership and moments like Lance Franklin's 1,000th goal. It was a year to savour. This article's been written by Gillan McLaughlin, AFL Chief Executive Officer. The last Saturday in September marks the conclusion of a truly spectacular year of football. And what a remarkable season it has been. This game, our game, is like no other. It is not just a sport, it is part of who we are. The footy season is the soap opera that dictates the rhythm of our lives. A year of leading the front pages, the back pages, the water cooler conversations right around the country and we have well and truly bounced back from two really challenging years. It has been a spectacular year, one of the best ever. During the home and away season, 6.1 million loyal fans showed up week in and week out to see their team battle it out for a coveted spot in the eight. AFL club memberships hit an all-time record of more than 1.19 million members. One in 22 Australians is now a member of an AFL club, which is a testament to the deep love, that our fans hold for our game. The footy has been truly fantastic. The scoring up, congestion down, games are free-flowing and as competitive as ever. Every week, every day, a new story, a new moment, with some of these golden moments shining the brightest. Geelong winning yet another McClellan Trophy. Collingwood winning 11 matches by under 12 points, something that has never happened before in a season. Fremantle back in the finals for the first time since 2015. The pure courage and strength of Sam Doherty and Ben Cunnington whose bravery inspires their teammates more than any on-field act. David Mundy joining the top 10 AFL-VFL games played list with an unbelievable tally of 376. Scott Pendlebury and Joel Selwood reaching game number 350. Shane Edwards and Paddy Dangerfield playing number 300 fairy tale goodbyes such as Robbie Gray, Michael Hurley, Dan Hannabry, Paddy Ryder and the two Josh Kennedys. Of course, who could forget Lance Buddy Franklin's 1000th goal, a remarkable milestone, a feat we may never have the privilege of witnessing again. I said at the time, but he delivered a most magical moment and created one of the most euphoric, joyful scenes ever seen in football. It was everything that makes our game the best in the world. And we should all never lose sight of that. How privileged we all are to be part of footy and the joy it brings to millions of people around the country. Footy's bounce back in 2022 has revived the heartbeat in cities around the country and is something we're incredibly proud of. We wouldn't be here without you and your unwavering dedication for the teams you love. I sincerely thank you. The game will always be for you, and will continue to ensure that these memorable experiences remain accessible to all. The hugely successful 6th and 7th NAB AFLW seasons this year showed us once again women's football continues to go from strength to strength without any sign of slowing down. The league is now whole, with 18 teams – and is inspiring an entire generation of young female players. Thank you to all our corporate and broadcast partners for your ongoing support this season. In particular, the Seven Network, Foxtel KO, Telstra and our Premier Partner Toyota, who work with us to drive great outcomes across Australia for the millions of fans of the game. Our teams give us a sense of community. Our games give us something to celebrate and, often, commiserate over. To be at the Grand Final with 100,000 fellow supporters, watching our best two teams vie for the honour of being the 2022 Premier, is to be part of history. To everyone at the game or watching at home, thank you for all you have brought to the AFL and Australian football across the country this season. We hope you have an incredible day. And that was Footy Bounces Back Big Time. And it was written by Gillan McLaughlin, AFL Chief Executive Officer. And our next article today, Grand Final Rituals Return. And this article has been written by Ashley Brown. The AFL Grand Final is no longer on loan. The Gabba and Optus Stadium have had their turns to host the games, and both did so spectacularly. Do Sydney and Adelaide one day deserve their opportunity? to host the biggest game of the year? It should at least be a point for discussion. But the game is back home this year, and for 100,000 lucky fans, it will be a return to the familiar rituals of not just the game, but the entire week. Hawthorne supporter Jeff Tank Keller will be at his 50th AFL Grand Final. Few footy fans have been as fortunate as the schoolteacher from Brighton East, who has watched 12 of his club's 13 premierships in the flesh. Whether or not the Hawks are playing, his build-up and routine rarely changes. It starts the Monday night before the grand final, Sunday night this year, with a whisky tasting gathering with a collection of friends to watch the Brownlow medal. And then comes Friday night drinks as the game draws closer. On Saturday morning, it is brunch with friends in Swan Street. Before walking to the MCG and then taking a slow lap around it to soak up the atmosphere, he said. Head into the ground about 1pm for all the festivities, and then enjoy the game. By virtue of his long-standing AFL membership, he is fortunate to get a ticket to the game most years. To watch on TV these last two years and not share the day with friends was really weird, he said. Our other ritual is catching up after the game. You have friends who are happy and others who are sad but we always see each other, no matter the result. There are some who work in the burgeoning AFL industry who were fortunate enough to travel interstate for the past two grand finals. But the majority of the 25,000 people directly employed by football are based in Victoria, and many cannot wait to get back to the MCG for their biggest and best working day of the year – for the first time in three years. Anthony Hudson will be there for SEN 1116 and AFL Nation after calling the past two Grand Finals from the studio. His pre-Grand Final ritual always involves watching an old Grand Final the night before. It's that reminder of what it feels like That notion that every moment matters, he said. His day will consist of getting to the MCG early, taking part in a pre-game outside broadcast and then making his way into the ground, pretty much as he has done for most of his 30 years as a professional broadcaster. In 2020, it was so strange, he said. My team, Geelong, was in it, but because it was a night game, it felt like such a long day waiting for it to start. I'd been to every grand final since 1988, so to not be there was tough. It felt like the grand final, but it also did not, if you can understand that. And then last year, calling the game as Melbourne went nuts was disappointing. It just felt as if we were constricted. The game finished and we just got into our cars and left. There were no break-up drinks with the team or anything like that. The grand final was over and we just went home. And that was Grand Final Rituals Return and it was written by Ashley Brown. On Vision Australia Radio, you're listening to the grand final edition of the Footy Record. And next today, Let Them Entertain You. And this article has been written by Andrew Sleverson. A world-class act and some of Australia's best talent headline this year's entertainment lineup. Robbie Williams' wish of, let me entertain you, has been granted with the superstar primed to get the MCG rocking on Toyota AFL Grand Final Day. The much loved British artist is set to grace the hallowed turf for the first Grand Final at the G since 2019, headlining the Telstra Pre-Game Entertainment Lineup. Williams, whose back catalogue includes hits Angels, Kids, with Aussie legend Kylie Minogue, Feel, Rock DJ, and Let Me Entertain You, is excited to perform on Australia's biggest sporting stage. He's also gunning to step into the vacancy left by departing AFL CEO Gillan McLaughlin. Tongue in cheek, of course. I am so excited to be performing for all the fans on the hallowed turf of the MCG for the biggest game of the year, William said. I'm really looking forward to performing with a cast of very talented local Australian musicians and I can't wait to see you all on the last Saturday in September. If it goes well... I might even put my hand up to be the next CEO of the AFL. A bevy of local stars will also perform as part of the Telstra pre-match and half-time entertainment, including G-Flip, Mike Brady, The Temper Trap featuring Bujara and Nguer, Katie Noonan plus Goanna with Christine Arnoux, Emma Donovan, Tasman Keith, and William Barton. Georgia Filippo, the Melbourne-born pop-rock artist known as G-Flip, has played sold-out shows in Australia and overseas and will provide their unfiltered and always energetic tunes. Performing at the AFL Grand Final is literally a dream of mine, G-Flip said. It will be one of the biggest highlights of my life. I've grown up going to games since I was little. I'm a MCC member and have followed Collingwood since I was born. I even have a Go's Pies tattoo on me. I am beyond excited. Aussie rockers Goanna will play their hit song Solid Rock and singer-guitarist Shane Howard can't wait to take centre stage at the G. Although we'd prefer to be playing footy at the G, Goanna is wrapped to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Solid Rock on that hallowed ground for the 2022 AFL Grand Final, Howard said. We're honoured to share this rare moment with our First Nations friends, Christine Anu, Emma Donovan, William Barton, and Tasman Keith. Telstra's Head of Media and Sponsorship, Janelle Sharples, said This year marks the 20-year milestone of our brilliant partnership with the AFL and we're proud to bring the music to the fans through the 2022 Telstra pre-match and halftime entertainment back at the mighty MCG. AFL Executive General Manager, Customer and Commercial, Kylie Rogers, is thrilled to welcome such big-name acts to the MCG to celebrate Australian sport's grandest of days. This year's Telstra pre-match and halftime entertainment is shaping up to be one of the greatest grand final music spectacles of all time, Rogers said. I'd like to thank Telstra for its support of this year's entertainment, and look forward to seeing the return of 100,000 fans at the MCG on the last Saturday in September for this much-loved occasion. And that was Let Them Entertain You, and it was written by Andrew Sleverson. And finally today, let's do a match preview. Cats by a Whisker. These two foundation clubs are meeting for the first time in a grand final, and in just their sixth final. It could be a classic. And this article has been written by Ashley Brown. After one of the greatest seasons ever, capped off by a preliminary final for the ages, the grand final will return to the MCG for the first time in three years, with a match-up between the most deserving teams of the year, Geelong and Sydney. It is a grand final laced in history. Two foundation clubs, the Swans moved from South Melbourne to Sydney in 1982, meeting in just their sixth final and their first grand final. Their paths have crossed several times in September in the past 17 years, starting with the miraculous Nick Davis-inspired comeback at the SCG in 2005. Together with Hawthorne and Richmond, they are the greatest clubs this century, but they have never met on the last Saturday in September in the final game of the season. Geelong comes into the grand final having won 15 successive games, the fourth time in club history it has been this dominant. And the most recent win might have been the most impressive, a 71-point belting of Brisbane in the preliminary final last Friday night. The Lions had no match for Geelong's pressure game and the Cats were able to score repeatedly and easily off turnover. Patrick Dangerfield staged a masterclass for Geelong with 28 disposals and two goals, the first of which came inside the first minute of the game. He was clearly on and so were the Cats. Tom Hawkins was wayward early but finished with four goals. But what was great for the Cats was that some of their so-called lesser lights such as Jake Koldashny, Brad Close, Brian Mears and Zach Guthrie, were among the best. The Cats appear to have peaked at precisely the right time. Their only issue is speedster Max Holmes, who pounded the MCG turf in disappointment when he hurt his hamstring in the third term of the preliminary final but coach Chris Scott was upbeat afterwards, suggesting that the 20-year-old was a chance to play. If it's a nerve injury, he plays. If it's muscular, he misses. If he gets up, the Cats will enter the grand final with a full list to choose from. Quite remarkable, given they will likely field 10 players aged 30 and over. One of them skipper Joel Selwood, will break Hawthorne great Michael Tuck's record when he plays his 40th final. Sydney got there, albeit just. At one stage in the third quarter last Saturday at the SCG, the Swans led Collingwood by six goals. All they needed was one last goal to put the plucky pies away for good. But after three quarters of bold and attacking football, They retreated into their shells as the pies came hard. In the end, they held on by a point, holding on grimly deep in their back line. But they are equally deserving grand finalists. They are riding a nine-game winning streak into the grand final. They came to the MCG for the qualifying final and brought heavily favoured Melbourne undone with a fierce pressure game that featured the best of the club's long-painted defensive DNA. But over the past two years of what has been an incredible rebuild, they have regularly cut teams apart with slick and a forward line with multiple scoring options. They kicked 14 goals against Collingwood, but had 11 goal kickers. Tom Papley kicked three and Lance Franklin two. Both have the capacity to run rampant with their ability to winkle a goal from not even half chances. Franklin will take centre stage in what could well be the final game of his storied career. The SCG has been his home for the past nine years but he is merely paying rent at that venue. He was born to play on the MCG through 182 games and two premierships in brown and gold and then 158 in red and white. It has been his greatest stage and 100,000 fans, the millions watching on TV and some nervous Geelong defenders will be itching to see what he has in store for them. The Swans have an injury concern of their own. Key forward Sam Reed injured an abductor muscle in the second term and also faces a race against time to be fit for the grand final. The 30 year old has enjoyed an excellent season, and the combination with Franklin and the emerging Logan McDonald has stretched opposition backlines. One key to beating the Cats is to make sure Defensive General Tom Stewart is neutralised. But that could be a tougher task without the crafty Reed. Don't expect the Swans to be overawed. Isaac Heaney and Callum Mills play well in big games. While Chad Warner and Errol Gulden headline several young Swans with an X-factor that suggests... They will handle the big occasion comfortably. They will be the converse of Geelong, likely to have up to nine players aged 22 or younger in their grand final side. Sydney has won the past two games between them. It was a two-point win at the SCG in round seven last season and 30 points in the second round of the season but that was an unusual night at the footy. The game was almost secondary as Franklin went in search of his 1,000th career goal, which he reached amid scenes of bedlam in the final quarter. But a deep dive shows that the numbers between them were quite even. The Cats actually won the inside 50 count 65-47, but it was conversion. 10-17 17 to 175 that did them in. Geelong has defied football punditry for the best part of a decade. With every premature finals exit since its last Premiership in 2011 the obituaries keep getting written but back it comes invariably playing until deep into September. It is a tribute to coach Chris Scott, and his entire football program. Although there have been clear changes in style this year, with more direct footy and more speed on the game, the Cats will be sweating on the availability of Holmes because he has been a key to their revamped game plan. The Swans have always been in equally good hands with Longmire, who started as senior coach in 2011 the same season as his Geelong counterpart. He is the steadiest hand on the wheel a club could hope for. Three cheers for both veteran coaches. It is said before pretty much every grand final that this has the makings of a great one, but this one ticks every box. Every week this season has provided high-octane drama and entertainment and Geelong and Sydney are primed to deliver more of the same for one last game. But as great as the Swans have been this year, their time, Franklin accepted, is just starting. At Geelong, everything from playing and coaching through to conditioning and list management has worked perfectly. The Cats have been the best team all year, and on Saturday at the MCG, they will show us why. Prediction, Geelong by eight points. And that was a match preview, Cats by a Whisker, and it was written by Ashley Brown. And that's all we have time for today from the footy record for the Grand Final. I'm Gary Stevenson, and unfortunately I won't be back next week because it is Grand Final Day. Thank you very much for listening this year. Thanks for listening to this Vision Australia radio podcast. Visit varadio.org to find out more about our podcasts.